I'm Pastor Vincent Grissom, and this is Applying God's Word, a teaching ministry from the Word of God. This is study number 88, titled, God's Design for Marriage, Part 1. In our last study, we learned from 1 John that one evidence of our saving faith is love. Today, our study will also begin with love, as this is the command for a husband towards his wife, and it comes from Ephesians chapter 5, verses 23 through 33. So let's begin with this model command for husbands to love their wife in verse 25 through 27. Verse 25. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word, and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. Now, isn't it interesting that manliness is often characterized by toughness that's non-emotional? Well, the central command in this passage is not unemotional toughness, but love. So how do we love our wives? Well, to start, we love our wives by leading. So let's go back a couple of verses to verse 23 for the understanding. Verse 23, For the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church, his body, of which he is the Savior. So what does this mean? The Greek word for head is kephale. It most often means a physical head of a man or beast, and it is also used extensively in Greek literature and in the New Testament to refer to the one who is in the foremost position of leadership. Many today reject the idea of male leadership in the home and have tried to alter the meaning of this New Testament word by saying that it means something else. But the linguist evidence is indisputable. Head means head and is used to declare that men are to be the leaders in their homes. Now, many men accept this responsibility, while others do not. But the example and model for husbands is Christ. He is the head of the church. Colossians chapter 2, verse 10. And you have been given fullness in Christ, who is the head over every power and authority. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 22, we read, And in him you too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his Spirit. When husbands lead like Christ leads, the family is blessed. The second characteristic of loving is to love your wife by giving. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 25 commands, Husbands, love your wife just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. A husband's leadership is selfless. Your needs are second to your wife and children. What man would not run into a burning building to rescue his family? Our families need us for more than physical protection. They need our spiritual protection. Wives need our protection from the dangers of a careless, ungodly man or woman. Children need our protection from the dangers of self-indulgences. Sons need our protection from their impulsive youthfulness. Daughters need our protection from self-doubt 
and predators ready to fill the void of, does anybody love me? Next, love your wife by living holy. Verse 26 and 27. To make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word, and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. The goal of Christ's sacrifice was to make us holy. First Peter chapter 3, verse 18 says, For Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, to bring you to God. He was put to death in the body, but made alive in the spirit. If we are to love our wife like Christ loved the church, the goal ought to be to lead our family to God. Nothing takes away from this goal faster than sin. In the world, men live for themselves in relentless ambition for sexual gratification, athletic competition, social success, power, money, pornography, and well, you fill in the blank as to what sin tries to tempt you away from leading your family to God. Men, we must have a higher goal than that of our own ambition and personal gratification. Men, stay close to the Lord. Set and keep guards in your life so you avoid giving place to the devil. Keep honest with your wife. Seek the continuous fellowship of truly godly men who will help you stay close to God and accountable. This is very important. Next, love your wife by caring. Verse 28 through 30. In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself, after all. No one ever hated their own body, but they feed and care for their body just as Christ does the church, for we are members of his body. Next, love your wife by exclusive devotion. Verse 31 through 32. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. This is a profound mystery but I am talking about Christ and the church. This passage shows the importance of marriage. The biblical union of a husband and wife is a picture of our salvation. Our godly marriages show the world how much Christ loves them. In our next study, we'll focus on the wife in God's design for marriage part two. Let's pray. Father, we come before you with an open heart because we live in a world that is increasingly redesigning marriage away from the picture of your son and his love for the church to a sinful, self-serving deviation that the world has conjured up. Strengthen us by your spirit, Father, not to be enticed by the world, but to embrace your word and design for marriage. Forgive us husbands for not loving our wives as you have modeled for us in your Son, and forgive our wives for not respecting and submitting to us as you have instructed. Give us a willing heart, I pray, 
to follow your way and not our own way and adjust our marriages for your glory and show the world the blessing, the union of what a godly husband and wife look like as we model Christ and the church. In Jesus Christ, our Savior, I pray. Amen.